0: i
1: <laughs> you know what? We have come into his house and
0: gathered in his name to worship him. We have come into his house and gathered in his name to worship him. We have We cry, holy, holy, holy. We cry, holy, holy, holy. We cry, holy, holy, holy. holy, holy, holy.
1: Is the land. Well, good morning. Uh, Yeah, I definitely have the opportunity to do this. Um, Some of our youth will be up here later. Um, But first thing, uh, I just want to tell you, I like some input back. So I'm going to ask you a question, and uh, if Roger doesn't spoil most of them, because he's already been in the first two services, um, no. (laughs) So I want to know what the top 10 New Year's resolutions are. Lose weight? Okay. Yeah, exercise, because we all do that. I mean, we will for a month. Save money. Not to make any more resolutions. Not to make any. Nice. How about improve relationships? Eat more bacon. Eat more bacon. I knew I liked her. I'm going to move that to the top. So top 10 New Year's resolutions. I saw this on a couple different websites. So uh, improve a relationship, uh, spend less time on social media. I thought that was funny 20 years ago that wouldn't have been up there. Uh, volunteer, travel, eat healthier, uh, be smarter with money, drink less alcohol, learn a new skill, stop smoking, and exercise more. Um, and down on the bottom, bottom I put how many of these last the whole year. The thing is, when we enter into a new, um, a new year, we, we expect change, something, something to change. So when we use these resolutions, the, the thing we want to do is to change some area of our lives. So if you want to eat healthier, you want to get healthier. So the thing is, we enter into new change. We enter into something new. We get rid of the old stuff, and we look forward to something new. There's a quote... It says, the next time you feel that you will never get past the things you're experiencing now, look back on the trials you've experienced in the past and think about how far you've come since they've happened. Trials won't last forever and change will always benefit you. Remember that without change, there would be no butterflies. Without change, the dead of winter would never turn into the beauty of spring. And without change... The dark of night would never turn into the triumph of dawn. So, what does it mean to be changed? What does it mean to uh, create something new? Well, in the book of Second Corinthians, Corinthians 5, it says, So from now on, we regard no one from a worldly point of view. Though we once regarded Christ in this way, we do so no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, they are a new creation. The new has come, the old has gone. God made excuse me God made him who had no sin to be sin had no sin to be sin for us so that in him we might become the righteousness of God but what does it mean to be that new creation you know if we if we do start something new we don't resort back to the old ways if we make a true change we definitely shouldn't make our way back so to be a new creation especially a new creation in Christ is to put off the old, put off the sins, put off the, um, the selfishness, put off all of the old stuff and put on something new, put on a garment that is humility, the characteristics of who Jesus was, love. But what does this mean is reconciliation. Five different times he uses this word reconcile, reconciliation, and it means to Restore. That first, uh, well, I guess it's number 10, to improve a relationship as a New Year's resolution is to be reconciled, is to come together with your purpose being the same through the love of Christ that we come together in a fellowship manner, that we are able to come together. You know, set aside the differences and the selfishness. Set aside all that may be in between us and even God and develop, develop a better relationship. But what does it mean also to be a new creation? It wants to be reconciled, but how do we become a new creation? In the book of Luke, chapter 9, it says, Then he said to them all, Whoever wants to be my disciples must deny themselves, take up their cross, and follow me. It says, take up your cross daily. What does that mean? What does it mean to take up, your, take up your cross daily? Well, for one, you don't set God on a bookshelf. You know, we, we read, we preach, we teach, we study. To bring up our cross and to walk with it daily is to suffer as Christ did. That doesn't necessarily mean the martyrdom that you saw in the Bible, but enduring the suffering. You know, he, he, he even says in the Bible here, that through our suffering, be joyful. Be, be OK with what's going on, because the end is much better than what we're going through right now. Be joyful in our suffering. I'm not saying smile about it, but know that God will bring us through it. And as that the Jadas has said before, uh, when I read that script, read that quote before, "Get rid of the old. It's okay for the trials that we have, have developed us, but we need change. Take off the old stuff, put on something new. I don't have it up here, but uh, I want you to picture a caterpillar. And a caterpillar into a butterfly in the life cycle. What's interesting is, after the egg is hatched and you become the caterpillar, you have a certain purpose. There is a purpose for the caterpillars. And once that purpose is fulfilled, they then enter into the chrysalis. It's okay. I looked all this up, and I know I'm right. (laughs) Please don't Google it when you get home. (laughs) But we enter into this this stage of um, development. So from the caterpillar into this chrysalis, they are developing into what comes next, which is a beautiful butterfly. And as she said, without change, you wouldn't see the butterfly. And I've asked before, what stage are you in? What stage are we in? Are we in the caterpillar stage that we haven't developed into a better person? We're still stuck in our old ways? Are we sitting in the chrysalis just constantly developing? Or have we entered into the butterfly to where now we can fly wherever we want? But the butterfly can't come back to where the caterpillar was. You don't see both of them. You only see one or the other. So when we become a new creation, we become that butterfly. We are no longer that caterpillar. When we become a new creation, we are reborn. But we take up our cross daily. We don't put God on that bookshelf. We walk with Him daily. He walks with us. We have Him in our heart. And we read and study to develop that better relationship. In John 3, it says, Jesus replied, very truly I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God unless they are born again. The Greek for again here means from above. So it doesn't necessarily, actually it doesn't mean born from human, doesn't bor- not born from human form. But how could someone be born again if they are old? Nicodemus asks, surely they cannot enter a second time into their mother's womb. Jesus answered, Very truly I tell you, and that's really cool because he uses it twice there. Very truly I tell you, no one can enter the kingdom of God unless they are born of water and spirit, which is baptism. To be baptized in the water is to be cleansed of our sins, it's an outward sign of an inward grace. You know, you can't tell if someone has been changed just by looking at them, unless you can see their actions. But you can see how they respond to that change. And that response is through baptism. So I have shown everybody that there is a change. I have been washed, cleansed of my sins. For what you don't see on the inside, I now show you. So what does it mean to be changed? What does it mean to be a new creation? How do we become a new creation? And that's what we do through baptism, through communion, through fellowship. But how do we maintain it? And I think this is the most difficult. We can all be changed. We can, we can be created in a new, a new body, a new spiritual body, but to maintain it, I think is very difficult. And here's, here's a few that I thought about of how we maintain a life with Christ. We read, we study, We preach, which doesn't mean Sunday morning. Doesn't mean you stand up here and and just spout out words. But preaching and teaching as well is how you live your life. You know, you can tell me that you have faith, but if I don't see it, what good is it? I can't see the change in your life if you're constantly doing the same thing. So we preach more for people to see us and how we we build ourselves with Christ, that, the way God walks with us. There's so many other disciplines and actions, but the overall number one should be love. We study because we love. We preach because we love. We obey God because we love. We show humility to God for the love that we have for him that he has already shown us. Colossians 2, it says, So then, just as you received Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live your lives in Him, rooted and built up in Him, strengthened in the faith as you were taught, and overflowing with thankfulness. But it says to live in Him. Don't live away from Him. Don't live through someone else. You live with Christ, He lives in you. So we live in communion with Christ being rooted and built up in him. The way a tree grows is it grows deep and it grows tall. The deeper it goes, the stronger it gets. I used to ask Isabel all the time, how does a tree grow? And it grows down and it grows up. Best roots, better tree. So if we were rooted deeply and strong in Christ, we grow to strengthen in a strong tree that then branches and creates. Here's another thing. Surround yourselves with those of the same mind. Surround yourself with those who know who God is. I'm not saying don't, don't talk to others who don't, but surround yourselves. Fellowship. Love. Love devotion. We have small groups, men's uh, community um, fellowship. We have our youth, our young adults. We have, we have these areas of like-mindedness and it is to develop us with the center being God, with the center being Christ and who he is. Proverbs 27, 17. Does anybody know what that says? I've, I've asked this in the other ones. You may not know, but I think you do know what it actually is. is As iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. How many have heard that? As iron sharpens iron, so we sharpen one another. If you ever watch somebody with a knife that's trying to sharpen it, they do both sides, right? You don't just do one side, sharpen one side, make it look all nice, and then try and cut something. It's not going to work. It's not going to work right. Not how it was developed. It's developed to be sharp on both sides. It's developed so that it penetrates. I said in our second service, it's, if if you have a nice, beautiful knife that is sharp, it'll, it'll cut perfect. It'll cut a steak beautifully. But if you have that other one, it'll tear it up, mess it up. Won't look like a good steak. However, I would still eat it. You can't mess up steak. I'm just saying. But if you want to use a dull knife, go right ahead. But this is why we fellowship. This is why we come together on Sunday mornings. This is why we come together on Saturday mornings or Wednesday nights or any other night of the week that you want to get together. The great banquet's coming up. This is why we come together, and we come together for a common purpose. That common purpose is who God is, is who Jesus is. But the way that we come in a humble manner is to change. Change what we were into now who we will become. So January 1st, 2018, tomorrow, who will you be? Will it be the same person that you were today? Will you be the same person that you will be a year from now? I think we constantly change. We constantly change daily, every minute. We develop better and new relationships and better and new relationships with God. So don't dwell on the past. You can't change it. I know we've all heard that and probably said it. You cannot change the past. You can, you can look back and say, these are the things that God got me through these were the trials that I had and now where am I at now God doesn't dwell on the past he looks at you now but recollect back and say this is how he helped me this is how I developed through the good and the bad I am now a better person (coughs) excuse me so what does it mean to be a new creation What does it mean to be changed? What does it mean to be in Christ and to live the attributes that he had? And finally, how do you maintain a life with Christ, a life of Christ? Seems very simple, but it's kind of difficult. Daily life gets in us. We just kind of do our routine we set aside a couple minutes for God. Oh, well, i got to go do something. No, I can't do that. So those couple minutes start to dwindle away. So what's your New Year's resolution? How do you become a better you? How do you become that new creation? We strip off the old, we turn, and we put something new on. So this, this year, look forward to new adventures. New trials. New temptations in your life. How are we to overcome them? We walk with God. We allow that change internally. And a constant change. Every day. And we live as Christ's ambassadors or representatives of Christ and not of the world. Preach to those of the world to repent, be reconciled to Christ, but do not let the world changes. If we are Christ's ambassadors, we are definitely the representatives of this, the representatives of our church, and the representatives of who Jesus was. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you again just to preach your word, to maybe learn something different we've never, never heard before, to apply it to our lives that we can be changed that that new creation has come that starting right now not even tomorrow but we start right now as a new creation a change in our lives that we develop ourselves as well as those around us we humble ourselves to the purpose that you have and we humble ourselves that we are better less selfish more involved and teachers of the word Lord let us use our actions more than our words let us love one another as you have loved us let us love one another thank you Lord for all that you do for us the blessings that we have seen the trials that you have led us through and as we enter into a new year may you continue to walk with us In all areas of our lives. In the name of Jesus that we pray. Amen.
2: New life for a new year. But you know none of what he talked about is possible unless Jesus is in your life. You can read all the self-help books you want. You can make all the resolutions you want. But if Christ is not in your heart then none of these changes will be possible. And that's why every week we take a few moments to offer an invitation to anyone who might be ready to take a step of faith and say, I'm ready to accept Christ as my Lord and Savior. I want to receive him in me so that he can work from the inside out to make these changes possible that that Greg's been talking about. And if you're ready to start the new year with Christ in your life, It would be my privilege to receive you, to pray with you, to lead you in a simple confession of faith that says, I believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God. It's a simple statement, but then it's going to take the rest of your life to live it out. But we invite you to join us in this adventure of following Jesus.